Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and if you're like me, you really feel like you should probably do some goal setting, like you should plan ahead. You realize that there is this wisdom in, in really sitting down and intentionally charting your course forward, but maybe something reacts inside of you when you get to this idea of goal setting. You hear people talk about it, and something just kind of, it just churns, yet the tension is you realize, hey, there's probably some wisdom in that. Okay, that's totally me. That might be you. If that's you and you're wanting to look at some way to move forward and really integrate all of life, not not just business, not just fitness, not just your finances, not just your family, friends, fun, all, all these areas, but really just pull it all together and somehow manage a life that balances, that grows, that moves forward, I've got something for you. Here is a four-episode series. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen, just so you can kind of get the bigger picture. In episode number one of the series, I'm going to talk about, really, this fundamental, foundational idea of, of where do we even begin. Because so often, I think when we're setting goals, we, we just jump ahead, and we just look straight at the action, look, look at the thing that we want to crush. And so, really, we're, we're going to step back, and we're going to look at what, what are the first things we really need to consider. In the second talk, we're going to talk about the soundtrack that plays in your head. What is it that you really see? Because so often, the external world around you is really an overflow of what's happening on the inside. Talk number three, we're going to talk about the law of the harvest and this idea of sowing and reaping and the concept that whatever you put your hand to, that will prosper. And the idea that you're always going to reap where you sow, what you sow, more than you sow, after you sow. That, that's really one of my favorite topics to discuss. And then finally, in talk number four, we've got some pieces that will all pull together. And it's really going to be centered around this idea that to achieve big things, really, you got to start thinking small. Okay, so here's the talk. Listen in and then stay to the end because at the end, I've got some more information for you about some tools, some resources, some of them that you got to pay for, some that are completely free that are going to help you pull all this together. Here's the talk. One of two things is going to drive and determine your destiny, and that's going to happen because of what you do with your daily decisions. Um, and that that is going to be this paradigm. You're going to live from the paradigm that, that there is the reality that God has called you to something amazing, um, or, or there's going to be the reasons that you choose not to embrace that call. Uh, reasons you choose not to walk in that destiny. So r- reality is that there is something amazing for you or there are reasons that you give not to walk in that reality. Uh, so, so the reality is the amazing thing. You you were created for extraordinary, not ordinary. Um, in, in another group that I have online, uh, the ULA group, I, I talk about the idea that you don't settle for normal you're created for supernormal, not natural. You're you're made, you're designed for supernatural. But so, like sometimes uh, the way that we view things just gets us all kind of awry, all kind of messed up. Let, let me give you an example about that. Uh, a couple years ago, I was on vacation 
and we're at the pool. Uh, the kids wanted to have a swim day. We wanted to go to the pool all day, and so that's what we did. And usually when we go to the pool, uh, they would come up with this thing. Um, we, we always just called it like a challenge, and it was, it was always like a challenge for a dollar. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how we came up with a dollar. Probably started when they were really, really little, and it just kind of continued. So the, the challenge was always like, hey, jump off the side of the pool. I won't throw a ball. Catch it. Or the challenge would be uh, jump off the diving board and spin in the air twice. You know, and something. And progressively over time, it just got to where it was a more difficult challenge. And the deal was, I would give them a dollar whenever we went out to eat that night. Uh, so a lot of times we were at the beach house, we would buy food, we would cook it, make it stay in. Um, always rented a house on the beach, so like we're right there. Um, but once or twice during the week, we would just go eat seafood or go somewhere really cool, maybe ride go karts play putt-putt, do something, all right? When we did the something, they would have that dollar. They could spend it on whatever they wanted, which usually meant we're going to go put a bunch of quarters in the machine that has the call where you try to win a stuffed animal, or we're going to uh, put a bunch of quarters in and play skee-ball to try to win this incredible price, something like that. So one day um, at the pool, the kids all look at me. What what's what's the challenge for the dollar? And I told him, I said, well, hey, I want you to swim underwater um, across the pool sideways and back underwater. So swim all the way while you're underwater, kick off, swim back. And instantly, every single kid said, oh, can't do it. The pool's too far. I'm too little. I mean, just excuse after excuse. I've been swimming all day. I'm too tired. I, just over and over and over, like the excuses just came. And so I'm sitting there thinking, like, I, I know they can do this. Like, the challenge was always like a little bit of a stretch, but it was never like a huge stretch. I always kind of factored it into where like the smallest kid that was in the challenge could make the challenge. So the, the big ones should have been able to crush it. So I, I told him, I said, okay, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. I want you guys to close your eyes and give me a second. So they all closed their eyes. And I said, all right. Now open them up. And within the next five seconds, I want you to look around and count how many things are blue. For the next five seconds, count how many things are blue. And so instantly, like, you know, they're talking out loud. Well, the, you know, the sky's blue. There's a float there. The door's blue on the cabana. You know, this this thing's blue. There's a blue towel. There's a, they're, they're counting blue, you know, and at the end of it, like, I'm counting, like, out loud, you know, five, four, three, two, one. And they're ready to share all their blue. And I say, okay, how many things did you see? They shout their numbers, but then I continue, that are green. And they were all like, what? What, what? Whoa, 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 we, 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 were, we were looking for blue. And I said, yeah, but how many did you see that were green? Well, n none. And I, and I looked around, I was like, well, there's, there's at least, because this pool was in the middle of all these trees, like this orchard said, there, there, are, there are all these trees. 
and all these towels and all these bushes and there's there's all these like swim gear that's green. There's all this like like there are hundreds of green and they're really only all I saw was like five or less of blue. The water was blue, the sky was blue, few other little props are blue, the command is blue, you know, really you like you focused on and they said but you said like you asked and I said, Yeah, yeah, I did and it was a trick because you saw what you were focusing on even though the thing that you weren't focusing on was far greater. Do you see? And sometimes here's the reality that you and I, we actually see what we want to see or see what we've already predetermined to see, not see what we really need to see. The reality is this. Um, my kids after that, they, they all got in that pool um, early in that day, and they all swam around, and none of them had tried to go across and back. They'd all been playing. <laughs> they'd swam the distance of that over and over and over, time after time again. But, but after they had all told me that they couldn't do it, every single one of them, after that lesson, you know, and I told them, I said, like you're looking for blue instead of looking for green, you're looking for reasons why you can't make the pool swim. Other than reasons you can, I mean, you could have pushed off the side. You're all great swimmers. You could have pushed off that side. I mean, the push will get you halfway there both times. Like it, all of them, after getting back to it, right mindset made it, crushed it. Like, we're like that was easy. Like, golly, I can't believe we thought this was hard. Here's the truth. Every single day, the story that you tell yourself is the reality that really you're selling yourself. The story that I tell me is the reality that I'm selling me. And so sometimes we need just a different story in our heads. And, and when you get this, like some of what you read in the New Testament starts making sense. Like Third uh, John 2, uh, John, kind of Jesus' right-hand man, the disciple, the apostle, the beloved, he actually says, I, I pray that it would go well with you, that you'd prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now catch that. I pray you prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. It's, it's almost like he's saying, um, if your soul prospers, th- then all the other things will go well and you'll be in health. Because like that's going to happen to the degree as your soul prospers. The soul is your mind. It's your emotions. It's your thoughts. It's your, your, your control over your feelings. It's how we regulate all of that, right? So some of those things that we talked about in the previous talk. Um, and when you understand that, it makes other things that you see in the scripture make so much more sense. Like, like Proverbs says, as a man thinks, so is he. Not, not as a man or a woman does, but as, as we start thinking, you know, I can swim across the pool. Oh, I, suddenly I can't. I can't. Suddenly I, 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 it's impossible. So there's this phrase, I read it years ago. I don't even know where I saw it. Probably on a calendar or a day timer or, you know, some little inspirational quote on a coffee mug or something. It said something like this. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or cannot, you're correct. See, as we think, uh, so goes so much of life. This is why Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Be transformed by doing a bunch of stuff differently? No, no, no. That's that's what we preach a lot of times on Sundays. That's what we read a lot of times 
in books and in self-help, and there's certainly an appropriate place to like get some action steps and do something differently, for sure. But Paul says, be transformed by, first of all, the renewing of your mind. First of all, like what happens inside here affects everything that's out there. Like this stuff has got to get settled in. So like here, here's the steps that is, is in the previous talk, we, we discussed that, um, number one, you, you really got to be solid in who you are um, and, or you'll be chasing stuff, right? You, you've got to be solid in who you are so you can step into that restful rhythm of creation. Got to be solid in your identity, not be anxious, be solid that there's something there that's, that's for you, that you're destined to do. And, and, and then really, you know, after that, then you can start looking at and labeling what is it that's before you? What, what is in your field of vision right there that the Lord has put right before you? Because that's where, that's where he has you. That's what he's gifted you and called you to do. Now, maybe kind of a warning shot or maybe a takeaway here is so often we think that those immediate things are going to be like huge, colossal. Uh, you know, it's going right, right at a really big best-selling book. Going to launch this great business. Going to go get this degree and and change careers. Go do. And there's certainly places for all of that. But so often, here, here's what I would say: is when you start planning, goal setting, don't overlook the nitty gritty of every day. Um, this week is we're recording this is the week of Thanksgiving and about three, four weeks ago, uh, one of my friends, he's a pastor. He was over down in the tiny house, downstairs in the living room of the tiny house. We're recording a podcast. My friend, George, my, the pastor, Ernie Yarbrough, who does oily app stuff. Um, I, I do that with him and some others. And, and in it, we record this series of like the hundred years of history that led up to the Mayflower finally coming over to the New World and what drove all that. Now, I'm not going to get into that story. That's a longer story. and It's, it's incredible. Um, however, uh, the, the thing that interested me out of all of that was George, he, he says, hey, okay, so the, the pilgrims, they get over here and they're, they're off the bay up in New England and they throw the anchor on the Mayflower and they all get there and they write out what is the Mayflower Compact. Now they've been on this ship that's not very big at all. It's, I mean, it's, it's small and they're all crammed in there and they're tight and you know, and it's, they've been tossed and everything and you, you see land and you've been thinking, they've been, they've been traveling for months and you're thinking as soon as you see land, man, I'm jumping overboard and I'm getting there, but they had the foresight to actually pin out the Mayflower Compact, which is how they were going to live before God and how they were going to live before each other. And he said, then they started going ashore. And when they got ashore, the first thing they did, now catch this, this is incredible. The first thing they did was laundry. That's it. This week I saw a post from a Facebook friend. I only know this guy through Facebook, his name's Paul. And Paul cuts hair, like, I mean, fancy, Haircuts with designs and all of that kind of stuff. And, and Paul said, man, I'm so looking forward. It was this very eloquent post. In fact, if I could find it, I'll just, 
I'll post it to where you guys can see it. So looking forward to getting back to cutting hair because people think that it's just cutting hair, but it's cutting hair and I'm there for the first haircut. And then I'm there when they're going to the first day of school and we're getting the haircut. And then I'm there years later when we're going to the junior high dance. And then I'm there years later when it's homecoming dance. And then I'm there when it's prom. And then I'm there when it's off to college. And then I'm there when when it's the wedding. And, and then I'm there when it's anniversary and it's special nights and it's all these things and it's bar mitzvahs and it's baptisms and it's people think that it's just cutting hair but when they're in that chair like i'm getting to hear and reflect and share on all those moments and i, and I kind of just wrote this back in the comments there said man so often we miss that the sacred is actually what is infusing the ordinary stuff of life that we often just overlook and so when you start talking about planning and goal setting. Um, here's one of the things I would say is don't overlook the normal everyday stuff and how the sacred infuses that because that's that's some of the stuff you need to write down and not just write down but like you need to protect that time and, and be intentional about that time. Uh, a couple days ago, one of the boys was going to school and I asked my wife, I was like, hey, um, she she had not been feeling so great. I was like, hey, you you want to take him? And you know, she she acquiesced. She let me do it. But as after I asked, it kind of rolled rolled off. You know, the top of my head. I was like, oh wait, because like that's a time where intentionally like she drives him. Um, because when they're driving, like that becomes like their time where he's in the front seat and she's driving and he talks and shares things that like there's no other time other than windshield time where that stuff gets shared. So it becomes like this 15 to 20 minute thing every single day to like schedule, keep it, partake it, because the sacred infuses that normal every day that happens time after time after time. You see, like you've got stuff like that that happens all the time. In fact, if you read through the Gospels, how many times do the great miracles that Jesus does actually occur when there's an interruption? Like it's not planned. Like in Mark 2, there's these friends that let down this other friend that's paralytic through the roof of this house while Jesus is preaching. And, and then like if you look uh, later in the Gospel of Mark, like there's this woman with the flow of blood who busts through and like he's in a crowd. He's actually headed to do another miracle to go to Jairus' house because his daughter's point of death. And this woman with the flow of blood gets through and she reaches out and grabs hold. You know, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house because he's walking through a crowd. He's not looking for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbs up in a sycamore tree because he's so short he gets over above the crowd where he can see and then he gets Jesus' attention and it's not even planned or one of the great miracles and things that Jesus teaches about it's not a miracle but it's a great teaching is when Jesus is at a dinner and nobody welcomes him and yet this woman with an alabaster flask breaks it open of these costly oils and she interrupts the dinner and anoints his feet this doesn't happen once this happens twice and it's through the every day and that's the stuff when you start doing this life planning goal setting so often we're looking for the big stuff that's out there and in the moment of that remember what we talked about in the last last talk like that there should be this blur between what's sacred and what's secular like we tend to separate yet scripture sees them as infused like they're together 
Do you see? And so when, when you start doing that and start planning, here's, here's the question that you want to ask about everything that's normal in your life. Not, not like all the stuff out there, but like what the, the normal stuff is, is start defining the best case scenario for you in all these things. And just ask that. What's, what's the best case scenario? A couple years ago, I read uh, Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And Tim says in that book, he says a lot of people talk about um, being held back from their dreams. They talk about being held back from the great stuff that they feel destined called to do, to use our language. This is, but the reality is most people have not taken the time to articulate what it is that they feel like they're being held back or restrained from. And so like, my question would be, what's the best case scenario of the ordinary everyday for you? So, so we can start planning and building and protecting the time that's centered around the everyday ordinary because most of life is everyday ordinary days. It's not all these extraordinary big things. It's ordinary with extraordinary infused inside of it. Do you see? So the best case scenario in marriage is what? Uh, the best case scenario with your career is what? The best case scenario with your kids, your health. See, the best case scenario with um, your, your hobbies, the best case scenario with finance, the, the best case scenario with even your free time and your fun. And like we, even what we talked about in the previous talk, rest and the time that you're off and something like that, daily diversion and the weekly withdrawal and the annual abandonment. Like, like what, does, what does the best case of that look like? Because if we can define that, then we can start taking small steps and we can start charting the direction that we want to walk in. Not, not the distance of how far it is that we have to go. Not perfection yet, but just progress in making small forward momentum there. Do you, do you see? And it's so important we do it because here's, circle back to where we began. Here's the reality. You're called, that's the word, call, to, to something incredible. That's the reality. And we can live from that reality or we can live from the reasons why we don't pursue that, why we don't walk that. And, and so often, that, that reality, that incredible call, it is going to be infused through just the ordinary stuff of all of life. Do you, do you see that? Okay, there you have it. I trust, I hope that you got something beneficial from that that you can take, that you can apply right now in multiple areas of life. Let me tell you about two tools that I've got for you. One of them is paid, one of them is absolutely free. Uh, the first one is the paid, and you can find links to these each, by the way, in the show notes right here of this talk, whatever platform it is that you're listening from. There is a it's a new hardback. It's like a moleskin-like hardback, 440 pages. It is the advanced planner. Now, a few years ago, I used to lead a men's event, and we did it twice a year, and it, it was actually known as the advanced. Many of you that listen in have been to that event before, or you had husbands that went to that event, spouses, uh, boyfriends, whoever that went to that, uh, wrote the curriculum for that. In fact, you can get the book. I'll put the link to it in the show notes where I've I've piled in all of the information that we used to teach at that event. Um, it was incredible. And along the way, I created this resource, created this life planner. It was a calendar and we never really published it. We, we gave away some paperback versions at the event to really help people sync up with a lot of the life management 
life planning, time management, uh, goal setting. There's that term again. All of those tools that we were pulling together, and we never really published it until just this last year uh, with Oily App. Uh, Ernie Yarbrough and I were talking with Dr. Jim Bob Haggerton and some other people that we work with, and, and we had produced a planner for women that was, you know, spiral bound that looked pretty. It was beautiful. Um, and you can check the website there if, if that is something that interests you. But we thought, man, we've got to have a tool for guys. And we had published the advanced books there. It had published a, an abbreviated version, done some online courses, and just kind of thought, man, now is the time. And selfishly, <laughs> I wanted a planner that I could use. And so we just resurrected that old project, put it back together, and it is available. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it is two pages per day that will help you plan. And then inside the same planner, it has two pages where you kind of open it up and it has this journaling. It also has uh, guided questions that really help you kind of reflect on the day. Uh, I did this for about a quarter uh, just to test drive it. And the results that I got were amazing, especially in light of the minimal amount of time that it took. It kept everything organized. That was another thing, too. People say, well, you should journal. Well, <laughs> ironically, I write. That's one of the things I do uh, professionally to earn money, to, to kind of keep my keep. Uh, but I can't stand journaling, but I got all this in a tool and it works fabulously. So I'm going to put a link down where you can log on, look at that. If that's a tool that would interest you, it's undated. So you could literally get it shipped to you and start it immediately, uh, just dating the pages. And there are options where you can buy it by the uh, single, which would last you for three months, or take a shot at it and just go all in and get a discount and do it for an entire year. Um, and, it, and it looks exquisite. It's it's fabulous. Pin loop, rubber band, two ribbon markers, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're not there yet and you just need a free tool to get started, if you'll follow the link down in the show notes, I've got a freebie for you. I've got the first few pages of that planner where you can download them absolutely free. And you will, once you've heard the four talks in this series, you'll be able to start filling out some things, looking ahead, planning, and you'll see if that's a tool that's good for you uh, or if it's not. And shoot, you you can just download that PDF and you could uh, make copies or do whatever you need to do and toss that thing in a three ring binder and just kind of drive it on your own. Maybe you don't want to go in with the hardback yet. Maybe you just kind of want to do spiral bound or use one of those tool, T-U-L, um, uh, binders that they have like at Office Depot and Staples and all these places where you can uh, remove the paper and put it back in. Hey, if, if that's you, take the tool absolutely free. We just want to see you uh, do better. As we say often, you are created for something extraordinary, for something supernatural. Don't settle for normal when you are made for super normal. Don't even know if that's a word. Don't settle for natural when within your reach is the supernatural. Don't settle for a life that's ordinary when you are made for extraordinary. Until next time, grace, peace. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. I will see you again really soon.